0: systems ready hello and welcome to another episode of less than 10 today is episode 16 we uh, we got a pretty good show coming at you guys. Uh, I'm pharaoh and I'm joined with just run today. Just us, no guests, so kind of kicking it back, old school. Just us two. Uh so blood what have you been up to in game lately? Let's uh, start getting right into it.
1: Yeah, well, what up? Welcome to 2020 Nerds. Uh you know, I I'm just having fun. Um I'm actually really excited for this year. Like I'm we're kicking it in Venal with Furnace. Um now pharaoh and I are in the same corp and uh, We've been doing yeet fleets uh out of venal out of JITA, like all over the place. We've been roaming. It's good times. I'm excited. Wait, so let's year. let's
0: back it up. Let's back it up for a second here. You're right, it is a new year. So uh new ship, new you, right? Like, so what are your uh what are your goals for twenty twenty and Eve? Do you have any? Is that a stupid thing to ask?
1: Dude, I have not set any goals in any area of my life beyond like fishing. Like i was making goals the other day and i I was like all right and i started on categories and i was like listed out okay fishing goals like video game goals you know financial goals like career goals and i i I literally only got through fishing goals and i was like all right i'm done this is getting rough but uh no uh i don't know you're
0: gonna get them officer lures
1: dude oh for sure for sure um but no like i i don't know i'm really i'm just pumped for 2020 i feel like Things are going good. I've uh, been back playing Eve. You've been playing Eve. Everybody's playing Eve. It's getting crazy. So, you know, just got to channel that, you know. I mean, we're only two days in when we're recording this right now, but I'm ready. It's going to be a good year.
0: I feel like instead of going, like, you know, from previous shows into the future now, 2020, it's almost like we're going back in time. Because as you mentioned, new, new corp, which is actually an old corp, Furnace. So you used to fly with quite a few of the guys that were in Furnace or around Furnace, that kind of group. Uh, I really haven't, but I've met some of them um, in in recent roams and stuff. And they're super cool guys. So I did leave Volta more just because like a bunch of my buddies, guys from Kronos, were, were going to Furnace, which is actually like a spinoff of Dead Orbit, which is a small gang, Nulls Ecstatic Corp. And a bunch of the guys kind of um, went inactive there. So the the guys running it, Bismarck and, and some other guys kind of decided to reform Furnace, which was an old corp of theirs. And actually, Bismarck is the guy, one of the guys that used to do um, the the small gang podcast called Red uh, Redboxed, right? So he was from Mafia Redux. Yep. Yeah, so- I was gonna say
1: like the original group, my understanding, goes all the way back to Mafia Redux and then it transitioned to Furnace. Furnace became thermodynamics, and then we went into barcode um Some of the some of the people who have come and gone are like people who have been involved in like groups like Turn Left and kind of just all over the place. But this core group seems to be the more like um, kind of less crazy. Like Gordon Clay, a lot of those dudes are are people that I've I've been around and flown with and and know, but they're a, a little more intense. Um, and and this is a lot of these same people, kind of that that go between these groups um but are are maybe like a little bit more relaxed or or kind of have a a little bit slower gameplay style um and and so kind of these furnace guys um but yeah and then like some of the dudes from chronos have have come in and it's like it's a good mix of of stuff and and it's it's gonna be fun I'm, i'm looking forward to us getting set up and just having fun it'll be good times
0: yeah and like the past we're a small gang group living in uh, NPC NullSec, which is really odd, right? So a lot of the movement that led led uh, like myself and also people running Furnace to kind of like pursue this was um the, the filaments is, you know, they're so good. And CCP Rise was on Reddit saying how they are going to be permanent. These ones are going away, but there will be another version rolling out that will be permanent. So you know, I don't mind if I'm spending 10 times as much as we pay on them right now, right? Like, it's, the ISK isn't really a problem. They're so cheap right now.
1: Well, uh, but... it it is, like, the driving factor, because a lot of the reason for living in a C2 null is so you could pop out somewhere. Um, this does kind of take away some of the ability to reship based on the environment. That is still a benefit to C2s. But using filaments, you don't have the upkeep of a C2 with, like, scanning or doing logistics of getting fuel to structures and stuff like that so i think um i would not be surprised if we see other c2 null groups start to do kind of more out of case space um but you know places like thera still have a really vital role for larger groups like volta c5s still have very important roles for people looking for wormhole content i think the filaments like you know the driving factor for Furnace moving to uh, a case space location is is specifically around those filaments,
0: yeah, for sure um yeah, I don't know i I think like the biggest downside to the filaments is I think it's less viable to roll like blingy stuff with implants but and and that's like I haven't been doing that. I've been rolling cheaper ships. I've been flying like the omen navy uh, I flew this dope x l a s b plus l s e kite arbitrator. Which is like thirty-five mil, pretty fast, agile, yeah, funny. like <laughs> super cool ship. Yeah, it's super cheap and and a little bit of stiletto roaming. So I don't know. Like it's been fun, it's been cool, and then you can still fly. Like if you have a good case, you know, case space headquarters for your group, you can still fly expensive stuff out of your your pocket you're living in, right? And like we're all wormholers, so we we scan the pocket all the time you know, you'll get, there's connections every day somewhere around. So, like, if you want to roll expensive stuff, you can still do that. The only reason I say it's tough to roll really blingy when you're eating is, like, if you're using the active filaments, you're getting thrown into some pretty hairy situations sometimes. Like, all my deaths have been, like, from test. You know, I got killed. My Omen Navy got killed by, like, five test supers, and I jumped into a gate. They had, like, a seaboat hick, and a vendetta was there, and, like, four other supers, and they, you know, like, I cu- I heated my rep and mwd back to gate and i didn't even make it that's so nothing yeah, you can do there brutal. right <laughs> but yeah, anyway I
1: think, I think down the road like well, as you get as people get more acquainted with the the filaments and also having an escape plan because like right now a lot of the ways i'm me and furnace and you and other people are using the filaments is really just to get to somewhere and, and and then like do content and either die or like get kills but um you know we've more recently we used one to escape we were being camped into a pocket so we waited down the 15 minute like aggro timer and then we used one to escape to somewhere um and so i think as you get more comfortable like you know i could see myself ha- having a mobile depot and a cloak in certain fits and getting somewhere feeling stuck refitting and then like, you know, getting out somewhere. And if, if I start planning more ahead around those things, around those mechanics, then, you know, I might be more inclined to take a a shiny pod or, or a little bit more a shiny ship, but uh, you know, that's down the road. And again, yeah, you, you might end up in some area that's like super aggressive, um, and just doesn't allow you the ability Dude. really to escape as much
0: it's funny you say that because my first time eating was in a drake navy and i dual boxed my backpack by frost and i did i did that i brought a mobile depot and a cloak and yeah we like were camped in so dropped the mobile depots i cloaked up and then like typical dad gamer i like went and folded some of my kids laundry you know i had like 12 minutes to burn well get, you gotta get gotta get work done boy so <laughs> off i went came back eat it again like it's pretty good setup like yeah uh, i like it definitely yeah. definitely upvoting the uh the cloak kind of waiting your timer out thing if if you're in a sticky situation but we uh we definitely want to talk about uh a group that it, has been so generous to sponsor us today and that's uh mcav so the following message is from them mouth trumpet calvary is recruiting they go fast so fast like unbelievably fast they have the eighth best ships in eve online they double click in space the best also they have free and yo's free all day every day every of the days join mcav public chat and apply today so mcav recently was in the news uh for I, I guess you could say a negative thing because they got evicted from their home, right? C5C5 C5 group yeah. by inner hell, yeah. which is pretty scary.
1: But uh, we we're talking with them, and because obviously we we're talking about sponsorship and stuff, and um, they were roaming out of a different hole that same night. They've already got reset up, they're like having fun, um, roaming. And I flew with them for like two ish months, uh, as I mentioned last episode. They're good dudes. Um, they're, you know, focused a lot on manually piloting is kind of part of how their fleets work. Uh, I remember like Inyo memes, everyone was charging ahead, but you were kind of calling out and getting tack on different ships as you're going in. And uh, so there's a lot of communication there that is is kind of small gang oriented. Um, yeah, they're, they're really cool dudes.
0: Yeah, and if you're looking to join them, you can join their uh, public channel in game and that is MCAV, M-C-A-V dash public. Uh, so check them out guys. You're definitely going to improve if you're like a newer player They'll totally teach you how How to the way of the MCAV and the Enyo. So check them out guys and One other thing I wanted to point out which is kind of cool um, before we get into our major topic is uh, On reddit. There's a post just yesterday or the day before um, from CCP convict who is one of the newer CCP uh, employees uh, working on the community team. And he he made a thread just uh, titled, how are you feeling about Eve right now? And he's asking for feedback, both positive and negative, uh, to kind of relay to the right people. So you can find that on Reddit. Um, yeah, again, titled, how are you feeling about Eve right now? Just check it out. And there's some pretty good responses in there. Give it a read, you know, and, uh, and maybe start thinking how you're feeling about Eve right now. We talked about the last couple episodes were were pretty good ones for talking us, talking about how we're feeling, so we're not going to get into it. But uh, speaking of getting into it, Blood, why don't you uh, introduce our major topic for the day, which is going to be huge.
1: Okay, so we're going to talk about cruisers, which is a lot to cover. So we're going to stick to Tech 1, Faction, and Pirate Cruisers. And we're going to kind of talk about the bonuses of each ship, but we're, we're really going to breeze over some that aren't as relevant to small gang. And we're going to kind of focus or highlight certain aspects or certain small um, benefits that certain cruisers give and th- that makes them more useful for small gang. So that's kind of the game plan for tonight.
0: Right. And although we're, we are super about trying to get newer people and less experienced PVPers into small gang, um, we- the, the way we're going to talk about these cruisers kind of means that you'll have a little bit of knowledge of what they are beforehand, just a little bit. So if you're totally new, like you, you don't know right now, I'm saying Caracol, uh, Moa, Vexer. If you can't tell me what they do off the top of your head, go to the UniWiki website, the Uni Wiki website, and just type in cruisers. And they give like a really brief overview of all of them. And you can just have a look at that, then come back and listen to this. That's my uh, suggestion.
1: Yeah, and part of why we wanted to talk about these is because, especially with the filaments, this Tech 1 to Faction Cruiser range is really like the bread and butter, I feel, of what you're going to want to be flying. It's what I've been flying a lot recently, and they're they're pretty inexpensive, but some of them are very capable, and you can go into any area of space, and you can have fun and be effective and not necessarily rack up a big, you know, price point on on or commitment uh, to to that ship and to what you're flying. And so that's really fun. Um, and you can use these in groups really effectively. They scale really well in larger numbers. Um, and so it's just kind of that that good middle ground to really focus on uh, as we kind of see filaments and some of these more small gang. Um, centric mechanics really come into play a lot more
0: yeah for sure so we are just gonna start getting into it we're going to group them by race so we're going to cover all of one race go through each one and at the end we're going to do pirate factions and just some closing thoughts so first up uh my most hated race if we're just talking about you know like characteristics of the race. I like a lot of Amar ships, but I hate Amar because I'm Minmatar. From a lower base, I hate Amar. But damn, I love that Arbitrator. I want to talk about it because I flew in recently. Arbitrator is the... So first off, let's just cover... I'm going to back up a second. Um, a, a few years back, they did a big rebalance to cruisers part of tier side. And during that, they kind of gave each cruiser an unofficial name. I don't think you really find this in game, but there's basically an Ewar cruiser, a logistics cruiser, uh, an attack cruiser and a combat cruiser. So the arbitrator is the Ewar cruiser, which means it gets a bonus to a racial E-war, which in this case is tracking disruptors. But if you're anything like me, you're going to want to forego that bonus because it also gets a drone bonus and you're just going to want to slap some nanos on there, like we're Minmatar. This is an Amar boat. We're not gonna, we're not gonna armor tank it. We're gonna throw an XLASB on that bitch. We're gonna get some DDAs and some nanos. We're just gonna kite. So it also has rapid lights up high, but it's only like 90 DPS. And I'm just really I've always really like this fit. So I'm like really, you know,
1: you're I'm, trying to make it the new thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? It's like 35 mil, it does like 2250.
1: Yeah, a, a lot of times um people will use the arbitrator with like an a heavy like a armor tank um and just load the mids with tracking disruptors. You'll see them in gangs sometime, but um they're kind of weak on fitting and they're not the fastest ship when you're looking at like armor fits and stuff and so um they're not super powerful and not the most relevant uh in small gang.
0: absolutely it was basically a meme fit that i was flying but it is fun and it's actually it's pretty good for 35 mil like
1: yeah i was gonna say wasn't that our it was like our first or our second filament roam we were like messing around and so we kind of did these weird kind of not meme fits but they were like off meta so that maybe people would fight us a little bit more you know just trying yeah,
0: different things. and that's a good theme for t1 cruisers like they're engageable right they don't have these uh you know really powerful bonuses they generally aren't super duper fast you know so yeah like i i took took this arbitrator which as blood mentioned like bonus to tds armor tanker has drones um and and not super relevant and tried to make it into something that i could kite with and get some fights so i don't know have you flown the arbitrator at all before like or, or flown with one in your gang much blood before i did
1: no we flew it in eve t was where i had the most experience with it but it was a predetermined fit and it was used in specific kind of uh pick band stuff um to try and eliminate uh, certain other comps um so I, I flew it a little bit in, in a like a very small tournament format, but um but yeah, I, I just I haven't used it very much um in terms of like solo or small gang. Uh there's just usually more useful alternatives that uh even within the T one cruiser, uh, specifically for small gang. Um but yeah, I could see it being really fun in like a remote rep like armor setup or something like that. It would be really cool.
0: Yeah. It- if it was a little faster i'd want to try it as like a like a nano ansel armor rep kind of kite fit with tds but you know
1: yeah yeah and like down the road maybe as uh triglavian stuff gets more prevalent we'll see tds being way more used but uh, a lot of times you just you know you'd use another bonus like ship like a you know e-war frigate or something so
0: yeah all right
1: the next one on our list is the Augur, which is the logistics cruiser. Um, the interesting thing about every logistics cruiser across the races is there's one that's kind of focused on capacitor and is meant to like have a buddy. And and the other is meant to be kind of more independent and self-sustained. The Augur is the uh, Amar armor uh, buddy one. It's, it's kind of designed in a way to generally have a buddy, and it has a capacitor transfer um, bonus for that reason. So um, a lot of times you'll see multiple of these, and they'll be transferring capacitor to one another in a group, in a chain, and uh, that's kind of how they power themselves. I've seen some really interesting, like on Lockley Theo's, Videos where he's doing stuff with lush acts and kind of dual boxing. I've seen some interesting, like solo uh, aug fits, but uh, they're generally meant to be in a pair
0: for sure. And you know, if I saw an aug, it's in a gang, it's not really like the end of the day for me. Like a lot of people, it's like, oh, logistics, you know, the T1 Logic Cruisers generally aren't that strong. You don't need to primary them, you can push through their reps, like, not a deal breaker. Um, kind of cool to have, so yeah. And I, I mean, if you're if you're new to small gang and you want to try something with an og or a couple logs, um, you know, I'd recommend it. Give it a try, just just for a learning point, anyway, right?
1: Yeah, I, if you want to learn anything about logistics, there is one pilot who made YouTube videos a while back named Nika Noiser. I'll try and dig up a link, but some of his old videos, he's 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 also one of the best like AT logistics pilots I've, I've seen um but he is he did some really interesting like solo auger solo osprey stuff um and he's just incredible a uh, very good pilot so um yeah if, if you do want to learn that stuff uh we'll have some information for you
0: all right next is the omen which is uh the amar attack branded cruiser uh, attack meaning that it, it's going to be a little lighter on tank and a little Maybe a little heavier on the damage, a little faster on the speed than the combat. Maybe not the damage, but more so the speed. Uh, so the Omen has a uh, uses lasers like like a good Amar ship, and it has a rate of fire and a cap usage bonus. The cap usage is you know not a super strong bonus, but the rate of fire is a good one. Um, so the Omen is quite well used. It's used by a lot of newer pilots. Um, not super strong in the meta as far as cruisers go. But you could see it. It's pretty flexible in its slot layout. Like it could be, you know, maybe fitted like a pseudo, like some of the weirder fits would be like a pseudo um, Oracle, like shield buffer with a bunch of heat sinks and some nanos. Um, or more than likely fit like a, for small gig anyway, like a kind of like a Nomen, an Omen Navy issue with like some nanos and an Ansel Rep minimal tank, like a, a, you know, long point cap injector kind of fit. Um, and then I'm sure there's some people that like to run it as like a buffer fit and and do some some brawling with it. Uh, I haven't had any experience in it myself in that role. How about you, Blood?
1: Uh in Losec, I know a lot there were some solo players for a while that were doing like afterburner double web or afterburner web scram um with like quad beams, but it was very unusual to see. It was it was kind of just a way to make it so they could apply to small targets. I've seen um, some Jin Tan's videos. He did fleet-oriented Omen stuff. I think that's really a lot about cost efficiency. Um, And and so uh, it's one of the areas where it kind of struggles. It's not super fast. And its range is limited. It doesn't have a bonus to range. So you just get kind of the base range of your medium uh, laser turrets. That you're gonna put on there um, and so it's a good entry-level ship it, nothing bad about it and if you fly it uh, a little more aggressively you can make it work pretty well but it's um, yeah I, I, I've kind of seen it um, more often flown with like a light armor tank you know a medium anciller rub and and kind of trying to kite in that 20 to 30 kilometer range
0: for sure and so the the omen with scorch so if you're gonna kite with it um you know scorch optimal is is about 29 uh and without a nano you can uh, exceed 2k without you know boosters and stuff like that so it's not terrible at it but it definitely isn't strong and i know you're gonna have a fit under 30 mil or right around 30 mil so
1: yeah i mean the the reasons to fly it are it's inexpensive, and, and people are going to want to engage you. So that's kind of the benefit. Also, like one reason the Omen in particular kind of uh, a downside to it is it doesn't have a utility high slot. That's a lot of your defensiveness in that kind of kiting sh- setup that you get with an Omen Navy issue. Um, and uh, and so that's kind of uh, another one of those little downsides. But it's it's a decent ship. It's a good entry level ship. Um and if nothing else, you can start to learn some of the ways to kite in a cruiser without a, a large expense tied to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the Mauler. You want to take that?
1: Yeah, the Mauler gets a bonus to resistances. Um it also gets a turret damage bonus, but uh, it the the real benefit is the the resistance bonus and it usually has a really heavy tank. Um, that's because it has lots of low slots and only three mid slots so those mid slots are usually you know afterburner scram web or mwd scram web or like you know maybe a scram cap booster but and then you just load it up with tank um you'll see a mauler a lot used as like some sort of bait or some sort of initial heavy tackle um and that's generally the theme around the mauler is it's gonna go it's gonna tackle it's gonna do something and then it's gonna survive long enough t- for friends to either get there or for you know help to come and logistics to to wrap it. So that's generally the theme around the Mahler. I've seen some like really fun meme fits with you know small auto cannons or something in the highs um, to kill frigates. But generally speaking, it's just loaded up on tank and it's kind of slow, uh, kind of focused on on just being beefy.
0: Right. That pretty much sums it up. I think bait, when I see maulers, it's like, stay out of scram range, watch your short-range d-scan.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not super relevant or useful in terms of small gang, but the next one on the list is probably one of the most prolific small gang ships uh, in, you know, I'd say the last like five, to seven years, and that's the Omen Navy yeah. issue.
0: Before we talk about it, we should uh, pay a little tribute to Kovarek's. Yeah. The the inventor of the Omen Navy issue fit that everyone loves. So uh, yeah, cobrix thanks, buddy. Uh, what was that old school video that cobrix did? Wild, wild, wild something? Do you remember the name of it?
1: I don't. I'll, I'll try and find it. I just remember like him and Rise, you know, then kill you, just like going around in like duo Omen Navy issues, killing just anything that moved.
0: Call of the Wild, that was his Omen Navy Issue video. So the way you fit your Navy Omen is you're gonna, I mean, people, okay, so he used a Pulse, people sometimes do beam Navy Omens, but uh, with Pulse, you're looking at like a 47 kilometer optimal, which is with Scorch, and that's really good, that's really solid, you get decent tracking, you get a pretty quick ship, you you use locust rigs, you use triple heat sink and a Nano, an Ancel Rep, two two slot tank. Well, three-slot tank with the rep. Damage control, ENAM, and still rep. It's pretty cheap. It's pretty fast. You, you exceed 2,500. You know, it has a small defensive new. You can change the fits around a little bit and shoehorn a medium on there. Like, if you wanted to run, like, a Geno nomen you can do that. So, super fun ship. Um, I, I don't really see it fit any other way than this. Like, this is it. It's a very one-sided. You see a Navy Omen, you kind of know what it's going to do. It's going to be pretty quick. It's going to have a light uh, armor tank. And it's gonna project quite well. Um, yeah, that's that's it. It's a great ship. I just flew in recently, and it was. Uh, I hadn't flown in in a while, and it it's not as strong as it was back then because of project, projection creep, uh, and all the ships just being able to track and project further and further. And then also um, frigs kind of got faster too. The meta just kind of got faster, so. You know it it isn't as strong as it was but it's still very fun to fly like i was flying it in duo with bismarck and he was in an osprey navy issue and i was in the omen navy issue and that was super fun just no implants just bare bones you know cheap boosters and uh faction cruisers so it was really fun
1: yeah the the thing that stands out about the omen navy issue is its speed and the range that it can project its damage um you know that's those those are the minor things that really set apart the omen navy from like the standard omen or even from other cruisers in in other factions is just the range and the speed those are the two main factors in this case that make it really good
0: absolutely and you can see that in in its bonuses right so like anytime you're looking for a kiting ship having an optimal range bonus is super key unless you're yeah. planning on using a weapon system that you know, is yeah, just negatively m- long-range, like, beams.
1: Yeah, or, or just, you know, some bonus that extends range. Um, so in the case of missiles, like, anything with a velocity bonus is something that's going to help in kiting. Um, but, yeah, uh, so that I guess we can go to the next one and kind of compare them. The Augur Navy issue, which is the other Amar Navy sh- cruiser, um, isn't as useful in small gang. Um, And it has uh, a bonus to turret damage and a bonus to armor hit points. So it doesn't get that optimal range bonus, and that's kind of like the downside there. It actually has, like, similar fitting to an Omi Navy issue. It just has those slightly different bonuses, and really, in comparison for Small Gang, is not as strong. Now, I have used it, (laughs) and it's, it's fun, but... I've used it to make think people think I'm doing something other than flying it like an omen navy issue. Um, you know, people see it and they have the same thought process around the mauler is, oh, it, it has lots of hit points, it's usually brick tanked slow and is meant to be bait or tackle me. Um, so I've actually fit it the same way as an omen navy issue and had fun, but it's not as strong, it's not as powerful, and a lot of the the fights I got were just around the idea that uh that they weren't necessarily anticipating um that that setup from me.
0: Yeah, exactly. I and if you're having a hard time, if maybe if you're newer, forget that it's called the Augur Navy issue. Just think of it as the Mahler Navy issue. <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> that's that's, that's like, what it is. It's a Mauler Navy issue, okay? Deal with it.
1: Yeah, it just has the, the design of the Augur, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, for sure. That's a
1: good way to put it. Oh, the other thing that's kind of interesting about that ship is it has two u- utility highs. Um, and so you can kind of get some added benefit. Um, when I flew it like an Omen Navy, I would put two medium newts on it. Um, that was nice. is kind of uh, made it more defensive because I didn't have that range bonus. I kind of had to play in a little bit closer. I was more worried about getting caught, and that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's a little more challenging to fly in small gang. You might be able to do some interesting stuff in solo with it. Um, kind of utilizing those newts or something.
0: Yep. And I know there was like Og Navy fleets a while back, but like, bah, that's more than 10 content. That's, that's for another podcast.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that's because it was, you know, you could brick tank it and get a lot of EHP and yeah. reps out of it and stuff. So.
0: All right. Kaldari. Caldari. all their ships are named after birds
1: yeah <laughs> all of them <laughs> dude i actually didn't know that until i was at a uh, it's not even like a zoo but it's like this outdoor place that has animals or whatever i walked by this sign and on the sign it had all these different birds and their outlines so you could know what size they were and i saw right in the middle like kestrel and then caracal and then osprey and i was like boom it clicked like oh wait those are all Kaldari ships (laughs) this was like two years ago like (laughs) it wasn't you know I'd been playing E for a long time and it just never even clicked (laughs)
0: that'd be so good to like throw a Kaldari sticker over that sign like you know you've everywhere Dude, i to almost do. took a
1: picture of it and like yeah it is i was just like it, probably everyone on reddit already knew this like, i'm just a retard so i didn't yeah do
0: for your own reputation i'm happy yeah exactly take a picture of it. <laughs> but here we are talking about it on the podcast so all right blackbird take rip. it <laughs> the birds right in the rip, name of this rip. one
1: uh, so blackbird it's your ecm boat so it, again it's going back to that thematic kind of setup around having an e-war cruiser uh, and this is caldari is focused around uh, electronic countermeasures jamming people so the blackbird gets bonuses around jams i believe it's optimal range and fall off so um so yeah that's that's it it's not really useful in small gang it's slow and I think the only time I've ever heard someone using it in small gang is like warping it in at a hundred and trying to jam something. Um but Yeah. uh That's the blackbird. If you see it on field, kill it because it, it's going to not be fun and they're annoying.
0: Yeah. Dude, So like, I, I don't know. I was looking at pipe the other day and I was like, man, I wonder if I can make a blackbird or a rook fit. That's like good for small gang where you could just like, you know, use overpowered rapid lights and, you know, shoot tackle. And then, when like it just would give more buffer for error where you could like jam off scrams and, and or jam off like uh, you know long webs, something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I couldn't really find anything that I like, e- yeah, liked. They're kinda even considering the price, I couldn't make it work for how I wanted to.
1: Yeah, and, and rooks really aren't in, in this conversation, but I remember a long time back, Hoodie Mafia doing a YouTube video around those, but I don't think it had any jams, I think it was just all tank. It was interesting. It was kind of fun um, off meta, but yeah, the Blackbird's just kind of slow, uh, I and mm-hmm. I'm against ECM, more or less. The new mechanics around ECM are a lot better, but uh, yeah. yeah, if you see them on field, primary them.
0: For sure. Okay, on to another bird, the Osprey. The Osprey is the counterpart to the Augur, so this one is the Shield Tank Logistics T1 Cruiser that has a cap transfer bonus. So again, usually in pairs. We say usually because some nerd out there is going to be like, Well, I made this fit in Pifa that uses a cap injector. Well, yeah, you can, but you know they do have a cap transfer bonus, so that's why we're addressing them. The way they're built is to be used in pairs. Um, and, and it's a Shield Logistics Cruiser, so... You know, is what it is. Uh, you know, can be quite strong, can be fun to use to learn logistics. Um, you know, I, I think the other two, the Glente and, and Minimatar ones we're going to talk about are probably a little better to use in Small Gang, but that's very debatable. Who knows? Yeah. I say um, I
1: at the very high level, these can be really fun. The Osprey in particular, um, like I mentioned before, Nika Noiser, super great logistics pilot and i've seen videos of him doing extra large ancil shield booster on one of these ospreys um and with like cap injector and stuff and keeping an entire fleet alive by himself um he you know like there's some really interesting stuff when you talk at really high level with a really core group of of players who know how to support it uh, but generally speaking, for, for most of your small gang group, um, it's going to be a challenge for an Osprey to stay on field and be keeping people up and not be getting pushed off field. And, and so that's generally the, uh, having them in pairs is really, really important to their survivability and thus the survivability of the gang.
0: Yeah, and they're kind of in a cool place like any logic cruiser is like a solo Logi, right because like i mentioned when you're talking about the aug like they're not so powerful that you can't just push through their reps so like do you primary it or do you remove some damage or or utility from the field first and uh it, they they're kind of in a place where like a really good pilot maybe if you blinked one i don't know you know like
1: yeah i remember the the specific fit was that he was using was like 300 plus mil and when you're talking about a T1 logic Cruiser, you're usually talking thirty million. So he used very specific things um, like A-type medium reps and stuff like that. Um, it was really cool. We also use them in like alliance tournament to get around some point stuff and like a lot of times. What's interesting about these, if you're using them solo, your goal isn't always to keep things alive, but it's to prolong the amount of time it takes. For something to die, um, which is like really a weird kind of concept uh, to work around. Um, Either that, or like you might do something to try and bait um, and get people to shoot you over somebody else. Uh, But it's it's uh, especially in like a tournament format that was really an interesting concept. It's hey, we know that if they choose to primary something and go through it, they're gonna have enough damage to kill something. But the whole idea is it's a race. It's about making sure that they're killing our ship more slowly than we're killing their ship or something like that to, to make a trade um, in an effective way. So it's really, like, at the high level, I think they're really interesting and fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Caracal. Uh, I'll, I'll do the Caracal. The Caracal is a really strong cruiser. Uh, yeah. So the Caracal is the Caldari attack cruiser, so a little going to be a little faster than some of the, its counterparts, and it is most likely fit with Rapid Lights. Uh, Rapid Lights being the most powerful um, cruiser missile platform by far. Uh, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense, and the fit kind of you can fit it. It's very flexible in how you fit it, in a sense that it's always going to be buffer. <laughs> and uh it's
1: it's It's really flexible in how you flexible in
0: how like you can fit it with a little bit of nano or more nano or like a little bit of tank or like more tank um Uh, but it's everything else is always going to be the same you could put a web on it if you want you don't have to though um it it doesn't get a utility high right i'm right yeah yeah, no utility high um it's a really good like if you want to fly an orthrus, if you're like you know oh yeah that orthrus is so hot I want to fly one and just scram nerds from like twenty twenty kilometers, then you should probably hop into a caracal first unless you are are pretty you know rich or you know experienced in small gang whatever. Uh, it's a really good orthrus tra- training boat because you you can use your range and your speed. It doesn't. It's not as fast as an orthrus. But it, it's cheap, right? You can use your good range, your excellent projection, and you you'll get used to doing that uh you know heavy front-end damage where where then you go on reload that you have to get used to with rapid lights. Wow. Um with that said, I'd love to make a ham caracal work. Like that's my dream, but it's just so bad um in the meta because hams uh y- you know, I guess you could do a, an HML caracal, but like again. Rapid lights are just too good.
1: Yeah. And so you'll one thing I want to point out about the Caracal has a missile velocity bonus. And that you're going to hear me mention this a couple times. Um, the missile velocity bonus is super awesome. It's basically the optimal range bonus for, for missiles, right? And that allows for ships like the Caracal using rapid lights to really extend their reach and also for their missiles to catch up to really fast targets. So, when uh, people will start getting in a small gang, and the Caracal is most oftentimes prompted as an anti-tackle ship, it's because of that missile velocity bonus. Um, and there's a few other ships we'll get into, and I will preach about. But the, the velocity bonus is the, the huge benefit there, because if an interceptor is going really fast, like six kilometers a second, and you have a, a different ship that the missiles don't fly as fast, it's going to give more opportunity for that small, fast ship to outrun the distance needed before those missiles die off. Um, and it, it's going to allow those. The the missiles to to impact at a, you know a slower speed if if that ship doesn't have a velocity bonus, which then translates to just less damage applying and and so um, that that velocity bonus is super critical and that's why the caracol is really uh, benefits or is very beneficial to a small group um, in terms of anti tackle, um, but yeah and and you'll we'll see that a few other times. I just kind of wanted to highlight that specific aspect as we kind of go through. This is one of the more useful ships in small gang that's going to provide a benefit to the group. Um, also, there's kind of like this uh, mentality that you'll, you'll want to learn as you're flying a caracal or other similar rapid light ships. Um, you have a decision to make because you know that if you use all of your shots in your rapid light salvo, you're going to go on this long reload. So there's times where you might have to look at the field and say, okay, everyone's shooting this ship and applying their damage, but is there a need for me to shoot it to help it die faster? Or do I need to maybe reserve my damage for a small ship that may come in in just a moment? Uh, you know, if you see an interceptor or a small frigate, positioning or coming into grid uh, you might want to stop or not shoot yet um, and wait for that small ship to come in because you're gonna be the most effective at, at damaging it um, more so than maybe other people in your fleet so um, th- that's also a good thing about the caracal is like you can start to learn that thought process identifying priority targets um, and and as you get more and more comfortable with those kind of personal skills then you can start upgrading to ships that do a similar role and maybe a little more effective
0: yeah exactly and some of the numbers on the caracal. so for a faction missile rapid light character caracol you're looking at with all fives no boosters no implants 63 kilometers and with rage 47 so you know really good pro- projection and everything blood mentioned is is super true great ship Good small gang ship, very relevant, powerful, and cheap. So
1: yeah. yeah, and I I really recommend putting one missile velocity rig or um or flight time rig onto a caracal or some of these other ships because it pushes the range out to like seventy three or seventy six kilometers with with max skills, and that's like just so insanely good um, for you know the cost of a single rig. Um, you know, when you're talking about stacking bonuses and other things, stacking penalties. Um, Missile guidance computers, also super awesome, and you'll see those a lot in fleets. If you run into, if you show up on grid and there's eight caracals and they start locking you up, like, know that they're going to hit things beyond 100 kilometers because they're going to have missile guidance computers and then they're going to shoot really far and it can get really scary. (laughs) Right,
0: and uh, they're pretty quick, not crazy fast, not slow. So with a single agility module or rig you'll exceed 2000 meters a second so just base so that's good so yeah I don't know you good on the caracal should we move on to the MOA
1: yeah Uh, I mean the caracal is great fly it learn it get good figure out the intricacies of of it and other similar ships MOA man I don't see the MOA in small gang much
0: I, I have a MOA story
1: Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Hit, yeah, me, hit I, me with that story, yo.
0: I brawled once, Ooh. and it was in an ASB <laughs> MWD scram web moa, and I soloed a vagabond.
1: Oh, nice. That's a that's a that's a meaty kill. Now,
0: yeah, now, dude, I was stoked. Talk. He was salty as fuck.
1: Real talk. Did you do the Zarvax fit where you had two webs, or did you go web Invul and an XLASB?
0: Oh, Dude, it was it was too long ago. I do not recall all I remember is that I okay. killed vagabond okay. and it was like a buffer vagabond Because it might have be it might even be before the rebalance where they you wow. know before when everyone fit the buffer but uh, mm-hmm. Even after there was a pretty big like the current vagabond meta took a while to yeah. come to fruition So there was even people fitting buffer fits like the dual LSE fit after the change where they got the active tank bonus but any anyway I was just—that's my moa story. I killed a it, that's a solid
1: kill, like all around. That that mm-hmm. feels good. Uh, the moa is decent in solo. I think maybe the one downside is it doesn't track. Like it doesn't get a tracking bonus, so sometimes it's really hard to kill small things. Um, for a long time, Zarvox Toriel would fly, um, a fit that had two webs and a scram XLSB. I can't remember if he did MWD or an afterburner, but the whole point was that it would apply to small things. He did it a lot in in low security space where he could use faction warfare complexes. Yeah, pretty pretty okay in solo, um, small gang. It's just slow. It its bonuses are to hybrid turret damage and shield resistances. Um, so it it's okay also in like a larger fleet composition i've seen rail moas um be a thing um
0: it's like a uh, it's like a shield mauler right
1: yeah well yeah uh, yeah i mean that's yeah i think right because it would be the i don't know what what did we combat. originally call combat them? Cruiser. combat cruiser so yeah yeah it's a shield mauler uh i think we're just gonna refer to everything <laughs> As, as a, yeah. like a shield we did a this and armor that
0: yeah we did a mar first so everything's going to relate back to it's a mar version
1: yeah i mean the moa has way more utility in the mids though like it can fit a lot more tackle and stuff but
0: yeah um, that's the key
1: yeah um yeah in 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 small gang the reason it just doesn't translate super great is it's slow it's clunky and it doesn't get a it doesn't get a uh, a like a tracking bonus, so it just doesn't apply super great. So, yeah.
0: But yeah, try the XLSB fit, right? Like, get out there and scram somebody. And just remember, every cycle of your ASB heated, and don't overboost. That's my tips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. Caracal Navy issue. So... We had a little bit of a naming conundrum with the MAR ships, right? With the Og Navy, should be called the Muller Navy. Well, the freaking Osprey Navy should be called the Caracal Navy because the Caracal Navy is quite terrible. Um, yeah. No one uses it. It's it. a
1: very disappointing ship. Like uh, I've I've seen people do things with it, but I don't feel like it is good at those things that people have done with it. So I've seen it used with heavy missiles because so its bonuses are to rate of fire and explosion radius so that explosion radius is going to be smaller it just means that more damage is going to stick to your targets um so it's it's good for like heavy missiles and hams um but it's still not good like <laughs> like it's better for using those platforms but it's still not good um and yeah it just kind of it it's rough it's not as bad as some other ships, but it's it's not it it's not good. And I, I not... have a
0: fit in my Pifa called Polarized Brawl. It doesn't have any long pointer or scram, but it has dual webs because hams. It has twenty k ehp even though it's polarized, and it does uh, eight hundred and seventy seven heated dps with rage.
1: Pretty nutty. Like, I feel like that's gonna win in a lot of cruiser one v ones. But uh, I, I feel like any more than like two frigates. Like, once a third frigate comes in, you're just gonna end up dead. <laughs> it's gonna be rough. yeah.
0: It's pretty. It's pretty terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I would love to hear people's opinions if if they've flown caracal navies and small gang like how they did it, what their comp was like feel like you'd have to have some support of some kind to really make it viable. Um, It just doesn't fill the same role as the Caracol or the Osprey Navy. And yeah, so we will just kind of leave it that and we will talk about one of my favorite ships of all time and that is the Osprey Navy
0: issue. I'm going to put this out there right now. The Osprey Navy issue is the strongest non-pirate faction cruiser of the T1 variety. Hmm. Agree or disagree.
1: That's a that's a bold statement.
0: What's better than it?
1: I know, I'm looking and I was I was initially gonna say Vexer Navy issue. But I don't know.
0: I, I think the Osprey Navy issue yeah, in the small in, gang context is much better.
1: In context of small gang, I feel like it's either the Osprey Navy or the Omen Navy issue. And the omen navy issue just because of damage, right, you're not gonna end up with a reload cycle and And so I feel like the there's an argument to be made for the Omen Navy issue. But the reason I love the Osprey Navy issue, and I'm gonna dive dive deep into this, is it gets a missile velocity bonus, yes. It also gets a missile damage bonus, yes. But it is fast and it has two utility high slots, and it is very it has great application. So um I was flying one recently. It's like, it goes about 2400 um, cold without really implants or anything. And what I do is use it, you know, as an anti-tackle ship. And I fly two main ships. I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but one is much more focused on staying on grid. So it has a large shield extender and an XLASB. And it 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 has a lot of tank. And the downside is it gives up some of its utility in the, the high slots. Uh, has two small newts. Um, and so the other fit that I use is just straight shield buffer. It has two shield extenders, but it gains. I upgrade the newts to mediums. So it has two medium newts. And that's more if I'm in a group that maybe doesn't have much. Uh, maybe I'm the only anti-tackle ship or maybe we don't have a lot of interceptors, or something like that, where I'm really kind of worried more about getting caught, I will I will like to have those two medium newts, because I can newt off a lot more um, potential attackers, uh, even up to the size of cruisers. I've newted off a cruiser and warped away. Um, so those are kind of like, that's the benefit. I actually remember when this ship didn't have, it either didn't have any utility highs or it only had like one. And it just wasn't very good. And then they rebalanced it, and it became this light missile platform that's just super good. Um, So I absolutely love it. I have videos of having flown it a couple of years ago. It is one of my favorite ships um, to fly. It's amazing in small game context. And depending on what is going on with how they're supplied, it can be extremely cost effective. I think right now in JITA they're 46 million for the ship hole. So it's about 50, well, what, 55, 60 million fully fit. And it is just absolutely fantastic for the price point. Um, in the past, it, it's it gone up to, like, depending on the, the time frame and, like, the Faction Warfare stuff, it, it can go up to about, like, 100 million isk, 110 million ISC. Um, my personal like evaluation, I say if it's about ninety million isk, I'm still gonna be buying them right now. Where it's forty six, like I feel like every small ganger should have like two of these in their hangar, like minimum at all times, because they're just that good and that useful.
0: Absolutely, and there's one fit you talked about too. There's one other one that I've seen people fly, and that's the ASB dual prop fit. So no yeah. web. No injector, no utility newts, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of my third fit. I don't fly it as much, and kind of the reason I wasn't bringing it up is because it is a very challenging micromanagement-oriented fit. So what it has, it has an MWD, a tenement afterburner, a long point, a scram, a medium uh, or sorry, extra-large Ansel, and a large-field and a shield extender, and what ends up happening, and the only times I'll fly it is if there's only about if there's like three characters. So there's an interceptor, there's me, and usually some sort of big DPS boat like a Oracle or or a Nightmare or something like that. And what the point of having that scram and that afterburner is, is in a situation where we are fighting a battleship, and Uh, we are concerned about a micro jump drive if the interceptor is getting neutered or is somehow prevented from going in to get a scram uh, when that micro jump drive is going to go off uh, i'll use the osprey navy and i'll go in for a scram and then i will overheat the afterburner to try and escape or to try and mitigate damage if that battleship uh you know, scram webs me or uh, something along those lines. So it's this really super niche um, variant of the XLSB version that I fly. Um, it's it's pretty similar. Uh, what you're doing is just trading off uh, the cap injector for a afterburner, and, and you don't get any small newts. So it's kind of like this, I consider it a variant, but it shows the flexibility of the Osprey Navy issue with so many mid slots that you can really start to tweak things how you prefer and for certain compositions and certain uh, situations that you want to plan for. Uh, For instance, you could put a missile guidance disruptor in one of those slots if you're finding that you're not Flying it in a way where you're in very far and you are having to deal with anti-tackle much more, you might want to reach out farther or apply better, something along those lines. So the flexibility of all those mid slots is so powerful uh, when you're talking about this ship in the anti-tackle role and its ability to be a very useful utility to your gang. Feel like I need to like drop the mic and walk away. It's it's one please, of my. Please ships. don't.
0: We have lots to talk about, <laughs> and
1: <laughs> we're only through two races. Fuck.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 That's it for Caldari. Osprey Aus- 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 yeah. Navy issues. I mean, it's I, I'm standing by. It's the it's best, the T1 best T1
1: small gun. Non- yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the best non-pirate, uh, cruiser on our list. Okay, Galente from the best to one of the well I shouldn't say one of the worst but the Celestis is kind of shit. So it has damps but it's the the Galente E ship it has damps um and you could kind of meme with like a like a like a damp Celestis but uh the fact of the matter is is it it just doesn't have the effectiveness of what a speedier smaller carries would have um and and like even the lacquer Razu like uh you know
1: I would actually choose a Celestis over a Lichis or a Razu just because of price point. Um, but but it's I mean yeah it it's not as useful as a carries a Mollus can do a similar role but would be way faster. But the, the Celestis might be a good option to learn in right. It's that's it's a it's a learning ship to learn how uh, sensor dampening is used and to learn what target priority you would want to go after.
0: Yeah. I mean, here's, okay, so here's my thing about T1 cruisers. I really like putting ASBs on cruisers because uh, T1 cruisers generally don't tank much and they generally suck at negating damage on grid by speed or zig. And they don't have the resist profile that T2 cruisers have or, or, you know, some other ships have. So, I like putting ASBs on because if you just fit buffer, you just get forced off and then you're literally sitting there waiting for regen to come back on grid. So I love having ASBs because worst case, is I I get through my clip, I warp off grid, I reload and repair it and warp back in, in grid, you know, 50 seconds later with a full clip. I, usually I'll warp in like with half reloaded and. Chances are I won't get shot in that first, you know, 20 seconds. So anyway, you can't really do that with a Celestis. And that's why I don't like it. It doesn't have the grid. Like I tried to make it work.
1: No, you, you can do you an ASP, but you can't, yeah. you can't do XL ASB plus a shield extender. You no, you can't. So
0: the fit I made yeah. has nine K EHP plus, uh, one sec, get rid of my drugs. 18.8 in the heated ansel clip. So yeah, and it only has 1.5 raw shield hp. So like this is kind of going off in a tangent, but it's kind of why I don't really like the Celestis personally. You you repair 1078 on a heated charge. So you you repair like it's a huge chunk. Um I don't know. So anyway, yeah, so
1: you you kind of you have to wait for your shield to get all the way to the lowest before you boost to get the full benefit of your boost. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah. the fit I made does do over two k. It has a cap life of two and a half minutes with everything running, which you're damping. So like, you're not going to be perma burning and a hundred percent damping. Just like letting off the damps for a short amount of time helps a lot, right? Yeah. So I don't know, it's workable, I guess. But
1: I was going to say, like in a small gang that has logistics, I feel like the Celestis could be a lot more powerful, especially um. If if you're in a small gang and you see a Celestis land on field, either it's like not going to have any tank and it's just going to be a lot of damps, or it's going to be an armor tank of some kind. And and that's where it can be, uh, you know, in in a a large group, that's where it's you'll see it a lot more, um, is like an armor kind of setup. But that's not as applicable in a small gang, uh, because you're not going to be fast enough if you put like a sixteen hundred plate armor.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also built like a 10k EHP damage control only tank with signal amps. And this thing, this thing is dumb because it has like 100k optimal on the damp plus 124 falloff and 180 kilometer lock range. So, like, I was
1: going to say, what's its lock? But yes, you you park 150k away and you try to damp things.
0: You just warp in at super long range and, like, yeah, and wreck people's days. But, like, yeah, stupid fit, right? Like, super meme. Don't do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Next. Yeah, the executor is the Galente logistics cruiser for T1. It is your more solo oriented. So, um it has more mids or than the auger, right? Yeah, auger has two, this has four. Um so you have more thing more utility, you can put cap injectors, things like that um it's it does not get a capacitor transfer bonus, but um, it's more geared towards being a solo or an independent logistics. Um you'll see these a lot more with like an armor buffer fit. Again, in small gang, you, this one's more viable as a solo logistics ship. Um, but yeah, it, you you would go with like an active rep of some kind, like an an Ansel or something. Um, I actually flew this a ton in AT um, practices, things like that, um, doing this like double small injector fit. It's like dual prop. And it could totally work in small gang as well. Um, So it's pretty interesting. And they're they're good ships. Um, If you're looking to learn solo logistics, you'd want to choose probably the exec or the other one. We'll talk about the scythe. probably to, to start learning solo logistics in a small gang. And then once you get really good at that, then start messing around with some of these more niche fits around the auger and Osprey.
0: 100%. I have nothing more to add. So let's move on to the another really strong T1 cruiser, the Thorax. Thorax is, I've said this before about the caracal, but now I mean it. The Thorax is versatile. You can armor tank it, you can shield tank it, you can use rails, you can use um blasters. It gets a rate of fire bonus and a tracking bonus. So the tracking bonus is really nice when you're brawling. Uh, because you know, if something gets in really close, either so if you try and get under something else's guns, you can still track yourself while you're getting that tight orbit in, maybe like you know, really close under an A B with blasters. Uh, but also when you're flying rails, it really helps you apply because typically if you're flying rails, you're moving around, you know, MWD and kiting. Um, so it helps you apply there as well, which is really nice. It doesn't get an optimal range, but uh, rails are the type of weapon system that, you know, don't necessarily have to have an optimal range to kite because they're the long range variant uh, by themselves. Um, but yeah, I really like the thorax. I've done thrown, flown thoraxes like uh, shield rail thoraxes shield gank raxes just like mwd scram buff shield buffer and, and uh blasters and you just like chase something down and grab it and wreck it with your mates uh that's super fun you can do heavy buffer thoraxes you can do um like ansel armor rep kiting kind of like the gnomon but like with rails i don't know you can you can't kite with blasters it's not that's impossible but uh
1: it, it used to not be impossible like, I remember, so I think of this ship as a mini Deimos, right? Like, sure, that's what it is. But um, it also has a very similar bonuses in the tracking speed. And so if you want to fly a Deimos, um, I'd say fly five Thoraxes first. Kind of change little things. Like, if you're doing two reps in the lows and you're doing like a brawly one, uh, try one fit with just passive hardeners. Try another fit with act, you know, one active hardener or something like that. Kind of feel out the differences and then start playing around with the demos. Um, and you you'll kind of you'll know a bit more of what you what some of the attributes are, like what you might track and things like that. But uh, I remember videos of the demos in Shield kiting with blasters and hitting stuff at like 30k with null, just kind Oof. of crazy. Yeah, that the was pre- I think that was
0: pre tracking enhancer nerf
1: yeah I'm pretty sure that's what it was i i don't I don't think it's as viable n- now but uh yeah I think that was oh. actually a big micro video but uh the one yes. problem with uh thorax rail armor fit so if you try to fly it kind of like an omen navy issue, it doesn't have a whole ton of fitting and you end up usually having to sacrifice somewhere like the cap booster i think when I flew one before it was a, i had to put a small cap booster on there yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of challenging to do rails, but uh, rail sh- rail shield for like a group kind of format super fun. Tracks great. It's a fast ship too. It's really fast, and that tracking speed is awesome. It's really helpful. Thorix is fun. The next ship is the Vexer, and the Vexer is like a staple of Eve. It's it's one of the it's been around a very long time. Um, it's very versatile. Because its main damage system is drones, but it also gets a turret damage bonus. So it gets a bonus to drone hit points damage. uh, Don't think tracking speed. I'll look at that. I'll look that up real quick. But uh, but and then turret damage. So um, you kind of generally players will try to min max one or the other. Um, You know whether they're putting on. Uh, drone damage amps or if they're putting on a magnetic field stabilizer um, they'll kind of work around their fit based off of that decision and um, yeah very versatile fit you can put lots of newts on it not as useful for small gang because your drones need to move fast to do things and it does not get a drone speed bonus and uh, in small gang that's one of your your deciding factors on a, a drone-related ship is how fast do the drones go.
0: Absolutely. And that's something, when I was fitting that arbitrator, I mentioned that I really wanted to try and increase, but uh, I just didn't have the the rig slot or mid for it. And the vexer would kind of remain the same. I mean, you could do, like, long point MWD drone nav cap injector and then do, like, an Ansel armor rep with some nanos and kite with some defensive newts or something like that or even like you know some auto cannons or, or 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 sorry some blasters for like a you know scram defense I don't know I don't know in case you get scrammed. but it's a pretty versatile ship like pretty pretty solid cruiser the vexer
1: um, does not get drone tracking speed which no. I I can't believe I didn't know that like off the top of my head at this point in my life cuz I was like the algos does I know that for a fact and then I was like brain fart um but yeah Uh, So and that's that's one of the downsides when you're trying to hit small targets is your drones ability to track a really small target drones kind of do this thing where they fly around stuff as they shoot. And so even if you're using small like fast drones, they sometimes won't apply super great because they're going so fast around whatever you're shooting.
0: Precisely. All right. Executor Navy issue. Uh, I haven't really flown an exec Navy issue much, but I know some streamer, like I know, um, ZARVOX used to do one a bit, right? And like, they, so they're like, you can fit them like blaster. They're pretty quick, like pretty fast blaster brawlers. In my mind, they're like the epitome of what a blaster ship should be like really agile, fast tackle you and then unleash the damage but if you can hold them at bay you're gonna push them off not a lot of tank that's what i think blaster ships should be like except really we're not gonna get into it but i think blasters should do like way more damage than they do because of their (laughs) supreme range sacrifice but anyway we're not gonna get into that um like if you if a blaster ship catches you you should fucking die right now but anyway
1: Uh, it's it's a meme ship the the exact name is a meme ship it a lot of people will fit them blasters with a whole tank and like two webs um but the, can it kite it, it can the downside so you can fit it to kite and it's relatively speedy the downside is it does not get a tracking bonus and it really struggles to play its damage um so it gets a turret damage and a turret rate of fire bonus. So it just pumps out DPS. Like you can get yeah, a double. ton of DPS. That's essentially but... a
0: double damage bonus, right? Cuz rate of fire yes. just is basically more DPS. So it's a double DPS bonus yeah. ship. Lots of damage.
1: Yeah. So it's it's it can get crazy good DPS. Um even in a whole tank, it's not like amazing tank like the Brudix Navy issue. Just when it stacks up, it has so many low slots and so much base EHP that it, it just it gets overwhelming amounts of, of EHP in the whole tank. But the exec navy gets like, I don't know, 30k or something like that total. Yeah. Um, it and, does have a it, four
0: six uh, slot layout though for mid low, which is a, a slot layout I really like in armor tank ships. Uh, because you can always, you know, like I really dislike three slot mid ships. Like I know I said, I like the gnomon, but. Mm-hmm. You know i do like that fourth mid when you sign sacrificing a low in an armor tank ship it's uh just adds for so much more flexibility i feel but
1: yeah so i've seen a good brawling fit where it's like it has two armor reps and then it has like scram web afterburner injector but even there the problem is because of that lack of tracking bonus even with blasters a frigate like an afterburning frigate can get under your guns and kill you it's it's so weird uh, when i've flown it in the past it's just i end up in a situation where i'm like held down by one afterburning frigate in low sec yeah you know and maybe i'll kill like uh, some of the the group but eventually i just end up dying to like one succubus <laughs> it's brutal <laughs> yeah
0: i'd like to try like dual prop scram web but then you lack the injector and you really need that on a hybrid ship right it's not like it's an odd like a stabber fleet issue which we'll talk about soon where like you you know if you get neutered out in in a brawl like you can still use your guns this cb yep. yeah 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 well, it gets weird all right well vexer navy issue
1: yeah the vexer navy issue was changed not too terribly long ago so it used to be very dominant and i would have actually said pre-changes that it was the strongest ship you know non-pirate or whatever that phrasing we used before was. yeah now it's good and in small gang we were actually talking about this the other night in furnace like i asked someone like hey has anyone messed with the, the, the vex or navy since the most recent changes and it it looks decent it looks good um So it gets a armor repair amount bonus and then a drone hit point or drone damage hit point tracking speed bonus. Um, And one of the things that made it so good before was it had a drone speed bonus that made it really powerful and it could use a full set of heavy drones. So um, it was used a lot for uh, PVE related activities, but in a small gang, What you could do is you could get heavy drones or geckos moving very, very quick, applying a lot of damage. And so I remember I flew this shield setup that did like 850 damage, like 850 DPS. And it was like nuts because at the time it was a 60 isk cruiser. And you could just, if you had somebody tackling something, you could just kind of put this thing on autopilot and... Eight hundred and fifty DPS would land on it and kill them. It was pretty brutal.
0: Yeah, I used to have a uh, a buddy who doesn't play even anymore. Kill a five four two. He he flew a sick uh hundred MN. Uh, I think it was dual dual rep, like Ansel normal rep V and I, and just like he just slayed with that thing, man. It was sick.
1: Yeah. So the hundred MN fit. I remember um the Gorinclade guys back when they this was before they went Gorinclade. They were I don't know what group they were in before that, but maybe it was New Caldari Bureau of whatever. Um, but they were running hundred mn like shiny hundred M in. But it was they had a medium ancil and an A type small rep, and the small rep would just kind of maintain through damage as they're avoiding a lot of damage, and then they'd kick in the medium ancillary rep um, as they were going, and they would have like long point scram. This was back, um, kind of in the first round or early rounds of carrier changes, where hundred mn in was one of the only ways to kind of avoid damage. Um, heavy uh, heavy interdictors had really long scram range. I'm talking like, was it thirty nine kilometer scram range on the heavy interdictor, um, it, and and stuff, and so it, and they were just super prevalent. The heavy interdictors could also um, Go like 10k a second, and so 100MN was just like the main way to go. And those fits, even though they had more armor tank, they were still with geckos and stuff doing like 700 DPS. It was it was kind of nuts. So yeah, um, th- yeah, it was really good. Nowadays, um, it's had its drone bandwidth reduced, um, and so uh, it's it's not as potent in terms of damage. But then they tried to transition that by giving it a uh, a hybrid, hybrid turret damage bonus um, and tracking speed bonus. So it's going to have more versatility, but um, it's not as overpowering. And I actually think it's in a really good spot now. I've seen really good brawly videos, but in small gang, what we've been kind of I've seen is people focusing more on using medium drones. Um, putting some sort of like a drone speed rig and then using like rails um, and and kind of doing this combination, making it more half uh, hybrid damage and half drone damage and uh, and and really focusing on just utilizing that repair amount bonus um, to keep it alive and, and moving on grid and then going like MWD, Cat Booster, Web, Long Point, something like that in the mids so in 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 terms of a nano kind of setup, kind of focusing more on that medium drone area, um, you could probably do like two heavy drones, two mediums, and a light. And if you're fighting a bigger target that's really slow, you could throw that set out or something along those lines. But um for you know actually kiting and dealing with even other cruisers without that drone speed bonus, heavy drones could have trouble uh, keeping up and applying. And so, a lot of the guys I've been talking to really focus more on the mediums.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't really flown it much since the changes, but uh, it does kind of give me the image of being more of like a brawler now with, with its bonuses, right? Like it does definitely, you can't really, or you shouldn't probably kite with it. It's not the best kite candidate, but I think brawling it it, it, like, but I don't think many like frigs are going to come tackle this thing. Right.
1: No, and it doesn't have the projection. Yeah, Yeah, like other cruisers, I've I've seen it flown similarly to a thorax. The cool part is you get a utility high, so like in that brawling context, you can put like a medium newt on it, and so it's like it's pretty strong against other cruisers in you know a one v one or one v two matchup because you have a newt and you have that rep bonus. You can you can kind of tank a little bit more. You can kind of pressure someone else and uh, and and kind of push through a win that way. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. a I like it more where it's at now. It's not as crazy dominant in mm-hmm. either the PVE sphere or like a Pv, PVP sphere.
0: That's a very true statement. Let's move on to the best race in Eve, Winmatar.
1: Lamau. <laughs> I don't First,
0: know. we're coming at you with the Bellicose. Dude, the bellicose. Best is ship a very... in Eve. Hands <laughs> down. Okay, okay, but listen. In
1: the, in the cruiser line of just all of Eve, the bellicose it takes the cake. Bar none.
0: The bellicose is fucking terrible, but I wish it was so good. Okay, so it's the e <laughs> Ewar ship. Uh, it has a target painter bonus. And okay, here's why the Bellicose isn't good. Because fucking rapid lights don't need a ship to be t- Application. painted.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: They don't. And and yeah. why would you fly? Like, that's the problem here. Like, so unless you're going to be like some loser that's just petering, you know, puttering around, like painting things for maybe an, an oracle or something like that. Like, fine, yeah, whatever. You, I you have a fit with a it. a
1: different ship that has a target painter on I, it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know. I know. I wish it was so much better. Yeah. Like, I wish, I wish you could do like a ham bellicose. Like,
1: well, I was going to say, fuck, like, be, that it, actually
0: could hit things.
1: If. If it could tank or if it could do damage, it would be useful. Right now it can't do either of those things and the paint just does no like, who cares kind of thing, you know? I imagine,
0: like, taking hams and and comparing this to, like, a Scorch, like, Pulse, another short-range weapon system, Scorch. So if you could, like, kite with hams, still have them, like, kind of apply okay with a painter bonus, like, that'd be a cool ship. I have a fit, an XLASB non-LSC fit, you know, like, 9K EHP. Does like twenty three over twenty three hundred? It has rapid lights because they're the best, but you still only get like two hundred DPS out of them, and two paints. Like it could be cool. I don't know. I'm just like I wish it was better. I'm sorry, guys. It sucks.
1: Yeah, and well, but then you're like, you just you go okay, twenty three hundred is not bad, but it it's a shield so big sig T one resist. It's It's like. You just, you, you got to fly a frigate, a hyena at that point, just to, to be alive. Right. Yeah, it's it's super unfortunate. I like, yeah, I wish the Bellicose were good, but it's a meme. It's just, actually, it's not even a meme. It's like worse than a meme. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's
0: just move on onto the site. The yeah. logic Cruiser. <laughs> It's the solo independent <laughs> logic cruiser so this is like it don't <laughs> just shut don't even say bellicose. we're just gonna talk no, to-
1: i was gonna say the scythe is a, a solo independent logic cruiser and it don't need no man to hold its hand
0: <laughs> that's right that's right it don't need no partner it lives uh, an independent life repping its fleet mates and it's it's a shield yeah. logic ship guys it's you know we're getting very repetitive now um we we talk about the exec the scythe is very similar to the exec um, Pretty much to, to a T, like all the things we talked about with the exec, you'll find with the scythe. Um, you can do some pretty cool stuff with it uh, in a gang. Again, it's one of those, it's an engageable Logi cruiser. It's not going to scare people away. I mean, if you have six of them against a three-man gang, like, yeah, it's going to scare people away. But if you have like one scythe in your fleet for your buddy that wants to fly Logi, like that's a really good compromise to bring Logi, I think. Normally, I don't like bringing Logi in small gang, but you know, one scythe, sure. Super fun. Uh, I don't really have a scythe fit handy for you guys, but um I imagine you could do some cool stuff with uh like an ASB, like similar kind of to what I've been talking about in the in the past with an ASB, X ex- oversized ASB on a cruiser. Um, or you could do a, a, bu- a buffer scythe and just try and position yourself well so you you can't get hit.
1: Yep, yeah, that that's basically the two plays that I've I've ever seen them do. So yeah.
0: Okay. Uh... This, the stabber. stabber you you start with the stabber it's probably one of the more iconic cruisers, right. in my opinion
1: yeah i was gonna say like a while back it was more um widely seen as this kind of kiting platform and uh, more in the solo realm um and then i haven't flown it since the new autocannon changes uh went into effect but i would imagine it's a little bit more viable than than it used to be or yeah than it was for the last like year and a half but uh so for a while it was very iconic because uh you a lot of people would fly it with two large shield extenders a long point a micro warp drive and they would just kind of kite out around like 25 um and and would kind of apply to things but as uh small ships got faster and in particular things like battle or sorry uh salt frigates Uh, became really kind of prevalent and and strong Um, there became this time where it didn't have uh, the capability to be defensive in and of itself and it struggled to apply damage to these small fast moving targets even tech 3 cruisers and so the stabber went through this phase of it kind of being able to kill frigates like tech one or 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 some faction frigates but not being able to kill assault frigates and it didn't have the long-term damage to really like kite out cruisers and and kill them off very effectively so it kind of like fell out of the meta in that sense a stabber's been around for a long time and people do things with like an armor fit um but that was the shield fit was like the main one uh, Chesser made a video using it and it, it it was it was decent like it was nice and uh, there like I said there was a time maybe two to three years ago where it was very good because the other ships in the similar class and there wasn't as much small predators kind of coming to, to take advantage of its lack of self-defensiveness I don't know how to phrase that, you know? But um, but yeah, so and then it kind of went through this cycle of, of being less useful because there were so many small attack like power, power creep, kind of speed creep ships. And now, I'm not really sure where it's at. I haven't flown it recently. But I would guess it's somewhere in the middle, right? Where these small ships are still prevalent. They're still around. And they're still very dangerous to a stabber. Um, but the medium autocannon buff means more damage output uh, against them at a little bit more range, and so you kind of have a little bit more time or viability to to be able to push off a, a frigate coming in, and you might be able to kill cruisers now in in a more effective time frame uh, to make that more viable.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. Like I, I I've seen the stabber also used as like a ram. Like a hard tackle, ram stabber. Like uh, you'll see that. Yeah, you'll see that in Horde space. They'll have like a scram shield buffer stabber, um, super fast. Also, uh, bump stabber.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's like these. (laughs) There's some very
0: yeah unconventional uses.
1: Yeah, like 500 mega newton bump stabber. Pretty good. That's just super cheap. In in small gang, where would you say it like stacks up? In the context Uh... of small gang.
0: I think it's a pretty shit like small gang ship. I, I shouldn't say that. It's not shit, but there's like a lot there's better choices, but it's cool as like a solo ship. I feel I feel it's niche's more in solo or maybe maybe okay. like solo duo. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean it did have the recent ace medium AC buff which is cool. Um it does get its fall off bonus which is great for for you know kiting, but it still is kind of a uh, like all the things you mentioned, right? It's like the projection and the speed creep um, of frigates just like made it have a pretty tough, tough life. But it's fun. It's yeah. super cool. It looks hot, hot as fuck. <laughs> like you feel like a boss flying one.
1: I, I don't. I'm I'm not a huge fan of Memnitar look, honestly. <laughs> but that's that's just me. Um, so uh,
0: looking yeah. for a new co-host. If anyone uh...
1: <laughs> rip my dream. <laughs>
0: all right uh let's get into the rupture basically uh, you know less speed more damage it gets what we coined like the double dps damage of rate of fire and damage but it doesn't get a a, a projection uh bonus also no tracking right so so ruptures i don't know like you'll you can kite with them you can kind of like pseudo kite like like not kite lo- a long ways out, but kind of like you know twenty, that kind of range. And if you do get scrammed, like no big deal. You kind of have a bit of a tank, and you can dish out even more damage just by the nature of auto cannons. But
1: I was gonna say this. I was gonna say this is a, like a shield or armor mauler, but it's an, it doesn't really fit in that category. Like the Moa does. Like this has a lot of versatility. the The rupture can be fit a ton of different ways. You can put armor on it you can put xlasb shield on it um i've seen artillery ruptures Mm -hmm. you um, get a
0: utility high
1: yeah all kinds of stuff but in badass
0: mimetarian fashion they they'll they'll give you a launcher slot if you want (laughs) to forego the nude and and have like a utility missile launcher which is a super cool concept right like yeah but uh yeah Yeah, i think
1: i think the rupture is like good for solo Cause it is very versatile and you can do a lot of things with it. I think in small gang, the biggest thing it's going to suffer from is projection, it's going to have trouble projecting. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, if you go arties, then it's going to have trouble tracking. But just in terms, I did see uh, Oris, what well, he had a video where he was playing a rupture around and he was applying decently with auto cannons at range. Um, it was kind of it was really interesting. Uh, I don't remember if he had like sensor booster or try remote tracking computers from a Bifrost or something, but it was was interesting. And I would, I would watch that video and kind of like gauge what's what other ships were in his, his gang and stuff. I don't remember the specifics of it off the top of my head.
0: Right. Um, His fit. He was flying it like an old school vagabond, dual LSE long Point 425s. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like I imagine he would have like a TE slash ambit rig kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, so okay. so like a a shield kite, not crazy fast, but like that's the nice thing about ACs is they track well. So like it when something closes on you, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you're you're fucked, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the closer they get to you, just the more damage you're going to apply, and it's kind of nice.
0: Yeah, they still can't get under your guns, but.
1: Yep. Okay, scythe fleet issue because this is the one I like to talk with people about. Because I'm so passionate about the Osprey Navy issue, and people a lot of times will talk about the Scythe Fleet issue and say, well, this is the one I prefer to fly. And it's good. It's You can do rapid lights and small gang, and it, it's nice. The main trade-off that you're getting when you talk about Scythe Fleet versus Osprey Navy is Scythe Fleet is faster, but has less missile range. Osprey Navy is a little bit slower it's like 300 meters a second slower but has a little bit farther missile range and so I prefer the trade-off of having the the extra range the other thing is the Osprey Navy has that kind of flexibility around your tanking options because it has way more mid slots and the scythe fleet you i don't remember if it's because of power grid or or what have you, but I've never flown or really used an XLASB on a rapid light setup. There's some great solo Scythe fleet fits that involve an XLASB or going like some sort of a, a dual prop armor rep setup, but those almost always use autocannons. And so that's where then your speed is super vital and, Um, really useful in a solo type engagement because you can use it to mitigate or you can use it to pull away and escape or different things like that you can use it to turn and catch a frigate so it's super agile very fast but it doesn't have the same kind of range with rapid lights as an osprey navy issue and with projectiles it's just generally you would fly it very differently and uh you're not going to be using the projectile setups as much in small gang, uh, just because of range.
0: Yeah, it is one of those versatile ships. It's nice because, like, when you're when you're flying one, you don't like people see you and they don't know exactly how you're fit. Like a skilled pilot or a, even a mediocre pilot would look at and see if you're AC or or missile. Because to me, that's the biggest thing. Is like, yeah, is this it ship an so AC much. ship? It's brawling. Is this ship uh missiles? Then it's a kite ship, right? Yeah. Like. That's basically how it's going to be, just due to the nature of the weapon systems. But I really like it. It's super cool. Um, Super cool ship.
1: Yeah, like so if I were talking to someone and they said, like, I really like the Osprey Navy, but I keep getting caught, I would tell them one of two things. I would say, okay, either fly the Fit with two medium newts on it or try flying a Scythe fleet issue. Because it's like that little difference if it's based on a piloting error that could, you know, just kind of switching out if a ship is closing in on you then you don't need that 73 kilometer range right if if your main problem is that you're getting caught then that range on the scythe fleet is just fine and you might want to be using um its speed more um to to be able to pull away more try and escape a little bit better and make up for maybe some of your own piloting and experience so um yeah it's a, it's a great ship i i kind of put it right behind the osprey navy as a as a good uh fleet like anti-tackle kind of yeah side. i
0: would agree even though men supremacy i mean i i the osprey navy is a better uh small gang boat but the scythe fleet is very close and yep. and still very good like you say
1: well so and like pocket- down the road prices changing and stuff like that if if the osprey navy is way 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 more expensive like I would probably just buy a scythe fleet if it's cheap, you know, like that kind of thing. It's, it's an, it's close enough that you'd swap them in and out.
0: Yeah. So i want to talk about the stabber fleet issue because it's very similar. Um, it, well, I shouldn't say it's not that similar, but it, it has a stabber model. So that's cool, but it's only ACs. You get a rate of fire and you get a track, a big tracking bonus, which is really nice. Similar to the scythe, It's pretty fast. Um, so, the biggest thing with the SFI, in my opinion, I know that's confusing because Scythe Fleet Issue is also abbreviated SFI, but nonetheless. I
1: always it, thought one an SFI and the other a sci fi. Like that's the sci fi. Like that's how I've, how I've always done it. But yeah, yeah it's super S-C-Y-F-I. confusing when you're just <laughs> talking about them.
0: Yeah. So, it lacks a projection bonus, right? So, you're running into this problem with medium ACs, like without a projection bonus, are kind of like are kind of poor you can make it work but it's pretty tough so the way i've flown a stabber fleet issue in the past is dual prop dual rep so you know you fly it with dual 180s um and you can really deal with uh with frigs quite well you could do like an ab scram web cap injected dual rep fit with dual 180s and that'd be pretty sick to deal with frigs like yeah you know, um, but I, I flew it, dual prop, dual rep. So no web, just a scram. And uh, man, I remember the best fight I ever had in a Stabber fleet issue was I jumped as in Providence. This is like a couple like years ago. I jumped in and there was three omens, T1 omens, or like off the gates, scattered a little bit around the gate. And I was like, oh boy, oh boy. This is like the, this is like my dream engagement. Dream 3v1, you know armor sci-fi or sorry armor sight fleet (laughs) that armor stabber fleet issue uh has has a high em therm resist and uh yeah i just like i killed two of them and the last one left it was super cool it was really fun it took a while because its dps is pretty low but uh i don't know it's it's uh it's kind of a cool ship you could you could do the dual prop dual rep you could do like you could try a similar fitting it similar to ap's rupture
1: I was gonna Bye. say so before we talk about the augur navy really just being a mauler navy, I feel like the stabber fleet is a rupture fleet issue, right? Like that's how I think.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: And that that dual prop dual rep one in particular, that fit is really focused more around avoiding damage, like mitigating damage, um, than it is about dealing it out, and it, it does decent damage. But so it's, uh, it's really a nice fit for like upship fighting, taking on a battle cruiser, um, you know, taking on multiple cruisers that don't have a web, like, or have tracking issues, stuff like that. So it's yeah. it's really fun, um, in that way as well.
0: Very particular in its engagement profile, right? Like my last yeah. fit, like a, like a month ago, I tried to fight some stuff in a, in this fit and, uh. I got wrecked pretty hard, but I was pretty desperate for a fight, so I took it anyway. But you
1: <laughs> I was know. gonna say it either dies to small things really a lot, or kiting things really yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's rough.
0: But we gotta start wrapping this up. So, like, let's get into the pirate faction. Oh boy! Let's start yeah. with uh, probably the weakest of all of them. I'm putting this out here. It's the weakest pirate faction cruiser, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, the I'd, Ashimu. I'd Ashimu. Yeah. You get a web range bonus, but it's not like significant, like a Loki or a, uh, like a, a Hugin or anything, r- Rapier. You get 20 kilometer T2s, 30 kilometer faction, okay? Uh, you get a Nos and Newt drain amount, which like, that's a cool bonus, you know, Nos and Newt drain amount, but you don't get range, so, you know, it's kind of like medium Newt range doesn't really reach out to your long web range now, so like. That's kind of weird, but it does get a NOS, uh, not a, a unique bonus to this pirate faction line, the Blood Raiders, where your NOS is drain cap regardless of your own cap level. So that's cool. And then it's also a laser boat. So uh I I feel like when I think of an Ashimu, I feel like they fit them either straight buffer or like buffer rep, um with with at least one web and pulse lasers, but maybe beams, I don't know it's like kind of shit it's kind of trash what do you yeah, think
1: Yeah, especially in the small gang context in like solo it, it can be good because you leverage you know being in close or whatever but um there's just so many other ships that do like the ashmoo is kind of spread across these different bonuses right you've got newts you've got webs whatever but there's other ships that only do one of them and do it much better. So, like uh, a uh, sentinel doing newts more effectively, a hyena doing webs more effectively, right? And those are like those are similar price points. Um, if you want to go up in price, you you look at your recons, but like similar price point, just get a frigate to do that job, and it's going to be more survivable. It's going to be faster. Go in and tackle things better, um, and you get some added benefit as well so like yeah that's that's i think why it makes it kind of weak in small gang um yeah. you'll see these a lot in armor gangs with logistics you'll you'll see yeah
0: them for of. sure so let's talk about the cinnable the angel uh cruiser which is super Dude, cool it's dope and super fast dope fuck, and, it warps and it's like, like and it's a such boss. a sick ship model like it, it's like a fucking slug yep. but it's super fast it's like a fast slug it's like that movie but, dude, don't call the slug that?
1: it looks so much more elegant than a slug i yeah, like dude. the cinnable but i wouldn't have thought slug by any means i don't know
0: dude it's a slug man i like I think it of, don't get me wrong i don't know it's people call
1: these bugs very different names but uh you might know it as a pill bug i always called it a roly-poly growing up the little bugs that like roll into a ball that's what i think the cinnable looks like which is way more an armadillo kind of looks like an armadillo
0: um, we call those wood bugs where I'm from.
1: Oh, huh, that's interesting. I've never heard that one, but you know, Canada. So you're probably right. Canada. Though. Yeah. It's
0: a fucking wood bug, dude. Anyway, <laughs> oh, we're getting off topic. We need to get, <laughs> wrap this up. Let's get going. Okay. Okay. Cinnable.
1: Yeah. Cinnable's good. It warps super fast. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And you can fly them already. You can fly them AC. You can fly them armor rep kind of like you know armor rep just don't fit speed uh resist rigs because they slow you down you want to go fast in the ship um you can fit them shield buffer uh, I have an Xlasb shield buffer fit which is super cool um yeah it gets the it gets the projection bonus and the fall off which is great for kiting AC ships like really nice really nice big fan of the Cinnable. big fan they did like when they changed warp speed when they messed with them recently they did reduce its bonus to warp speed. And warp acceleration, but you know, syllabus.
1: I would say one area it struggles is capacitor, uh, generally speaking. So unless you have a capacitor booster on it somewhere, it, it might have some trouble MWDing all over the place. Yeah,
0: and there's lots of cool videos out there of people flying cinnables doing cool things. So check them out if you're interested in it. But the next ship is really cool, it's very unique. Um, the this is the Gila 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 can you think of any other way people pronounce this yeah ship?
1: during 1 180 somebody got really frustrated and just started calling it like a larry or something like that so i don't know yeah Oof. yeah <laughs> so, i think so, they're memeing and making yeah. Fun of it. but yeah like uh you can call it whatever you want it it uses the moa hole which we we're talking about this before there's only there's the gila and one other pirate cruiser that don't have unique ship models and i'm kind of irked about it um (laughs) but the the gila uh has those that unique drone bonus to being able to use two medium drones but they do a ridiculous amount of damage um and yeah it's used in pve i've seen it and i've used it in in nano gang it's actually great as a damage dealer your yeah. drones move fast um you've got rapid lights to kind of push off tackle like from yourself um, we've used what we call a skynet gala where we put like lots of drone navs in the middle you put it's super light tanked but you you put like a c a sensor booster or something and you you basically you try to stay 80 90 100 kilometers away and just throw your drones out and just Send them to whatever the primary is. Um, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of fun, in, but you have to kind of like know that, you know, it's going to take 10, 15 seconds before your drones get to the next target and start doing damage. And so you have to kind of play around that. Um, usually, like the way we did it is we had one like very good interceptor, usually like a malediction, something with like a self tank or something like a. I don't know, I'm thinking like a succubus, something that could avoid a lot of damage. It would go in and it would be pointing things. Meanwhile, we'd have like three or four of these Skynet Gilas, 100k away, throwing drones at whatever was being pointed. And, uh, you know, and, and that was that was kind of like how we did it, was there there was only one ship ever actually in range to point something or to, to be in danger. Um, and the Gilas were off really far away doing stuff.
0: But, uh, but that's, I really like the Gila. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, did you, we didn't mention it's missile locked to thermal kin, which is, which is fine. Like you get a choice between thermal and kin. It's not as bad as a a
1: ton of damage. You're not doing a ton of damage with those rapid lights anyway. So it's not as big of a deal. Um, if you're going to be using your missiles, thermal and kinetic are not bad options. You know, um, top into Orthrus. Orthrus is. One of Super the best? strong, yeah. Was, uh, it's it's like a it's the best, it's probably not the best, but it's one of the best. Yeah, it's one right of the best.
0: It's, it's like it's a caracal, right? It's like a caracal that's even faster, um, and has that sick long, long scram, long warp disruptor, uh, range yeah. bonus. And that's
1: what makes it so powerful is it's fast, but it has the long point range to be able to hold down targets from really far away. Thus, not necessarily putting itself in danger, um, you know. With a, a shiny long point, you're you're pointing out to what 70k ish, something like that.
0: Yeah, it, with links.
1: Point out, yeah, with links and stuff. It can point out really far, not as far as like Arazu's or I mean is but but it can point really far, and um, that that makes it very useful. It also it gets a missile velocity bonus and what was it It, it's like it cuts its flight time in half but it gets the velocity bonus to make up for it or something yeah
0: it's it's unique it basically makes missiles travel like roughly the same distance but they get there really really fast which is good for the the thing you mentioned earlier about shooting faster ships because the missiles going really really fast means That they catch up quicker if the ship that you're shooting is going fast. So it affects, like, you can treat it when you're shooting faster ships as though you have more range, essentially.
1: Yeah. So it gets a 200% to missile velocity bonus, but 50% penalty to flight time. So yeah, it, it works out to be the same. But again, because the missiles are moving so fast, it means interceptors cannot outrun your missiles if they're in range. Like, damage will stick to them. So that's that's where the Orthrus really shreds people. I think recently the Orthrus hasn't been used as much because of its T1 profile. It just kind of uh doesn't yeah. feel as tanky right now, but it's still a great ship.
0: Yeah, and you'll most Orthruses are kind of fit with a like the Buffer plus XLASB. You can just do straight buffer, but usually they're going to have two tackle mods, you know, two tank mods, MWD and then a mix of ballistics and nano and the low, maybe a damage control if you want the tank, but I'd rather have a ballistic yeah and then your rigs you know you can sh- mix up the rigs a little bit between like resist and you know missile rigs, polycarbs, whatever st- stuff like that.
1: yeah, and it was rebalanced a little while back to have less fitting available because the most standard fit was so strong um and so now it's like you kind of have to sacrifice a little bit but it's still very very good
0: for sure all right the phantasm this is one you're pretty partial about right so i'll just introduce it and you you just talk about it so it's it's got a very unique bonus much of these ships that's the theme right unique so it has an afterburner speed bonus and then it's a laser boat so it gets a bonus to turret damage and a really good bonus in tracking speed. Um, so, yeah, what kind of stuff can you do with that afterburner bonus?
1: Yeah, you can do a lot. And and the thing with the phantasm is it's so much centered around avoiding damage. Um, so that's why it's nice in this kind of like nano uh, realm where you are oftentimes thinking about transversal and different things. Um, the, the weird part with it is kind of in this middle ground as far as speed goes. Because it gets this bonus to Afterburner, but with that bonus, you're still not as fast as a micro-warp drive, Um, like with other ships in your gang being micro-warp drive and stuff. So a lot of people who fly Phantasms will fly them with snakes. Oftentimes, they might have like a Bifrost alt or something um, giving them links, and that kind of gets them up towards that micro-warp drive speed without any of the... The danger of getting scrammed right if they get scrammed then um they can usually just keep going um and and kind of move through it uh you avoid a lot of damage doing that and so uh, a lot of times people used to do kind of these pulse setups i feel like the pulse is good but it doesn't have a ton of range not too long ago the Um, the beams were rebalanced, and so they did more damage output, and that's when I started flying the Phantasm a lot more, and I really enjoy it. Um, It pumps out a lot of damage as beams. You don't fly it as much in like an anti-tackle role, but you, you fly it as this damage ship that can really apply to cruisers and up, and it can go in, and it can put itself in this dangerous middle ground because if it gets scrammed or if you're communicating effectively about hey this ship is webbing me or something along those lines your anti-tackle ships can can then force those ships or kill them um, and allow you to be free again Um, this is one ship that really benefits kind of like how the Orthrus benefits from using expensive uh, warp disruptors and scrams because it gets a bonus This ship really benefits from using expensive afterburners and expensive shield boosters because the expensive afterburner, you get that bonus, you you can really utilize more speed, um, but the expensive shield booster, because you are uh, avoiding damage, even just having like 10 or 50 extra shield hit points in a cycle, it goes so much further. Um, and so that's, I really, really enjoy the phantasm, but it's kind of one of those skill based, uh, like skill ships that if you fly it well, you can do a ton of stuff. If you fly it poorly, you can die really quick. Um, I've also seen like some really interesting and even flown like armor phantasm, like dual prop, like MWD afterburner long point scram web cap inject. And then in the bottoms, like damage control, heat sink, medium and sill and then you know I think it was like a couple other heat sinks or nano in there somewhere. Um but you can do so much. It's super versatile. It's really fun. You can use the afterburner effective like really effectively. Uh and then last thing, because I know I go on and on about things that I'm I really enjoy. But uh Oris again, I shout him out, but he had a a fit uh, a video a fit while back with a extra large Ancel Shield Booster, and it was a pretty cheap fit. Um, I've been flying it uh, something similar. I think I downgraded some stuff. But it's really fun. And the thing that I like about it is when I'm not willing to fly around with mid-grade snakes or something, um, yeah, I'm not going super fast, but I'm also not committing a large wallet price to it. This XLSB setup is, is pretty inexpensive. But still really flexible and um play it a little bit more cautiously and you can be really uh you can use it really well
0: nice yeah i don't have a ton of experience with it but maybe i should uh start flying it more but the next one i do have a lot of experience with and i think you do too right the stratios so the stratios is like the swiss army knife of cruisers um i know i've said that but this thing is truly versatile It can be used in PvP, it can be used in PvE combat, it can be used in PvE exploration, it has a cob ops cloak, it uses drones, it has a fairly pathetic laser bonus, so you can really do whatever you want with the highs. You don't have to fit lasers, in fact, I wouldn't. Um, I like mine with newts up high, but yeah, super slick ship. So some of the ways, we'll just go through some of the ways I've flown it and the ways you'll see people fit. Um, I've flown it as a shield buffer fit, uh, ganking radders. I've flown it with a Ansil rep, like drone nav, long point web cap injector fit that's super, super cool to kite with, um, with defensive newts. I've seen people do like, like uh, heavy cap fits with like a large cap battery plus an injector dual rep, which is super cool, like uh, brawling fits. Like lots of really Lucy neat stuff.
1: Has done that one a lot in wormholes. Super great yeah. fights.
0: I've even seen like cap regen, like oversized shield booster fits for it. They're quite blingy and more rare, but like tons of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's super flexible. Um I've I've flown it in that hunter uh hyperspatial rigs um setup with a armor rep and uh gone and hunted ratters. I've seen people hunt DD runners in it. Um, you know, if if you've seen wingspan ever in a Stratos, then it's probably got, like, two 1600 plates on it. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's all over the place. But um, in context of small gang, I, I've seen, I've done it a few times. It's, like, three of us in cloaky Stradioses with, like, drone speed uh, modifications. And then either using the cloaking to, like, Get somewhere quickly, or to get around things. But then, when we actually engage, you know, it's decloaking, kiting, pointing, um, using our drone speed to, to really uh, hammer on one target, and usually using like newts defensively. Um, but yeah, it's it's super fun and really flexible. And the the Stratos is just really up to you on how you want to use it and your experience level and what you feel comfortable with.
0: For sure. So we got two left, and they both start with a V. The first one is the Vigilant, which uh, has a pretty cool web effectiveness bonus—not a range bonus, but effectiveness. That means a standard web, you're looking at nine percent, ninety percent speed reduction instead of sixty. Um, so that's pretty cool in, a, in of itself. It uses hybrid weapons, and it is also a pretty fast ship. So uh, I mean. Pro you're probably gonna see them like buffer armor fit, but uh kiting and and kind of like ancill armor rep type control vigilance can very much be a thing. Uh it gets a bonus for the hybrids to fall off and damage for the roll bonus. So, like it it lacks, in my opinion, it lacks a tracking bonus. I think if it had a tracking bonus, I would love to kite with one, but uh you know, people still do kite with them. Um, you'd want to like use a heated faction web, and links would be super dope to get the that that really powerful web out like mid twenties, like twenty four. Um, but without that, like I don't know, I'm not I'm not too big on the vigilant, like because I don't brawl. I don't know. What do you feel like, blood?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's really good solo boat, but people kind of know what to expect solo. Um... I've seen some really good plays with it in small gang with rails and then what they do is use that web uh definitely faction and use it like defensive if you know enemies are charging but i've also seen it used kind of like offensively where um the pilot will edge in to like 18 and the web someone so they can't get back to gate or they can't um you know can't charge somebody else or uh Say one fleet member gets tackled, right? Well, then and they're scrammed, What you do, you can come in and put a web on the the you know whatever ship. And if there's a scram on that ship and it's web ninety percent, then your friendly boat, um, just the base speed, is sometimes going to be enough to pull away and get outside of scram range and then pull away. So I've used it. I've seen it used in those ways, but it's a little intensive at that point for the. The tank amount and stuff, and you're you're yeah. kind of more of a DPS boat, non an anti tackle.
0: Another cool thing about the ninety percent web is is like it's effectively like a scram, right? Like it slows them down very like a ton, but it doesn't disable the, the MWD. So if you get a scram on an or a a ninety percent web on an MWD ship, it slows them down, but their sig remains remains bloomed. So it really helps helps you apply damage right so it slows them down but their sig is still huge Mm -hmm. so it it really helps to hit them like that but yeah i don't know maybe i'll maybe i should fly it more like maybe i should yeah
1: i think the trouble that you end up running into is just it has t1 resist profile and so damage sticks to you pretty hard um it feels it it can feel kind of a little bit weaker sometimes in that tank sense but yeah it's it's good ship and it pumps out so much damage with rails dude
0: yeah, well, let's move on to our very last cruiser, and it's also the newest cruiser to the game. And, and that is
1: the strongest cruiser in, the, in yeah. the
0: lineup. Yeah, and that's the VedMac. So the VedMac is the Trigalavian T1 cruiser. It gets both a tracking to an already amazingly tracking weapon system and a damage bonus, right? So, and then it gets the Trigalavian utility high bonus, right? Um, that we that we know of. So, you know, bonus to cap use of smart bombs, newts, remote reps, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I haven't flown a lot of VedMac, but I did just purchase one, so uh, I haven't used it yet, but the next time I go roaming, I'm probably going to. And the fit I'm using um, was uh, a fit from Wild Things, who put it in the Less Than 10 Discord, and uh, it's a... Shield buffer XLASB fit. Like, <laughs> shit, I like, right? I know what I like. And it goes pretty fast. It's like 2700 without implants.
1: Yeah, the, the Vedmax, really good. Um, the biggest challenge with it is its tank. Um, it doesn't have the extreme range of the Kikimora. And so that's like, but it it's still very good. You're just going to be playing more in that 30 ish range instead of out to, like, 70 <laughs> or, you know, whatever crazy range that Kiki Moore had. Yeah. Um, so, um, but, like, it, it can tank a bit more. It's tracking so good, you're going to shred frigates. Um, and then, if you are in a situation where you're ramping up on a bigger target, um, getting to that high ramp value is is going to be really good. Um, and that's, that's what makes it so strong. Um, yeah, the only weak point is its tank, but it's, it's going to tank the same as any of those other cruisers, whether it's an XLSB fit, it's going to have a similar tank to an Orthrus, or if you're looking at an armor tank, kind of like an Omen Navy issue, it's going to have that similar uh solid tank in that way. So, yeah. you know, it's pretty good.
0: It's just, I mean, I think the damage is, like, it, it's low, though. Like, okay, so it's a fast ship that's, like, doesn't, it doesn't control it, uh, your opponent's speed much. So like, it's pretty easy to fly out of your optimal range and with Maison, you know, with like how I would fly it with a drug with Frentix, you know, it's 46 kilometer optimal range with Maison. But that mazon at the bottom of ramp, you're only doing 222 DPS. Okay, so like it ramps to 556. But if you're going to use like Baryon and you're kiting up close, like with a 28k optimal, then it still only starts at 287, spools to 718. Like Mystic has a tracking penalty, 38 kilometer, but you do get a little more DPS at 278 to 695. So, like, I don't know. I feel like the VedMac is quite a bit more balanced than some of the other Triglavian ships. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. But no, I mean, like, like I, I get what a triple you're saying. And tropic fit, like triple but, damage mod.
1: But that's so, but when you compare it to other pirate cruisers, right? Like, it still is better than the other the only one i think that competes with it really is like a vigilant and the gila all the others i don't know man don't like, do as much damage don't
0: that's not true though because like because well. okay so rapid lights on an Orthrus have more range and that you're doing 440 dps and yeah you have to go on reload time but to me the vedmac is an anti-tackle ship right? but because of its great tracking, but, like, how long are you going to be shooting that frigate?
1: You're not, but at, at 200 DPS, even base, like, the thing is, with a frigate, once you get anything over, like, 250 DPS, it's going to kill frigates fast. It, it's not so much about your damage output as it is your application. Anything above, like, 250 DPS means you're going to kill a frigate in, like, especially an mwd Frigate that, you know, can't really sustain an active rep for very long, you're going to kill them in, like, 15 to 20 seconds. So, like, and that's, that's like, so, but where it shines, though, is that ability against a cruiser or bigger, where you actually start to ramp up, right? Then you have a ship that is capable of doing anti-tackle, but then... At that mid-scale size, it transitions into a damage boat. Like, yep. it transitions by the native ability of the ramp, and I think that's the like part of the Triglavian weapon systems that's really makes them strong. And and you talk about it in ships like the Drekovic and the um, the Kikimora, the Ikitersa. It's it's this. They have great tracking, so they can kill small things. But the moment that they have to be, they're trying to kill a big thing, right? The Orthrus, the situation, or any any rapid light ship, right? Osprey Navy, whatever. The the problem they'll run into is they do this burst damage, and and it's on par and it's competitive with with a Vedmac until they hit reload. And then what what you're happening is it's not enough in one clip or to like kill. And so there's this lull. But what has happened... So that anti-tackle ship is like... It's doing something that it's not the best at, right? Which is fine. Like, that's part of balancing. But the VEDMAC does do that transition. The longer you shoot something, the more it becomes a DPS boat. Yeah. And so it's like... it's That's kind of the... And, and like, I, I think you're right. I think the VEDMAC is more balanced than the other Triglavian ships. But, like, it's super strong. Like, in comparison to stratios in comparison to a phantasm in comparison to a cinnable like uh, you know we're not even talking about that because it's garbage well not garbage but like um but in comparison to those other like four ships the vedmac just transitions better against other cruisers so if you talk about a vedmac versus a phantasm right a vedmac versus a cinnable
0: or, or even likewise. Like I think if you build around it. So let's think of like a three-man comp. Like instead of doing anti-tackle damage, like scepter or or carries or something like that. Uh-huh. Like what if you doubled up on Vedmax and then had two like a Max and a scepter. Scepter. yeah yeah right. Like yeah, instead yeah. of like Oracle and uh like Osprey or, or Oracle Orthrus or something like that. Right where you yeah. where you have two ships that can kind of both anti-tackle, but if you get if you if you get a grid that you can kind of remain on and spool on a target, you can kill it, right? Yeah. Like, but you don't need that big Oracle vulnerable Oracle to put out the damage. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. It,
1: it'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm excited to fly it. It should be fun, dude. I, so I'm bringing down probably an Ikitursa first, but then I think a Vedmax a good alternative for like, you know, not a heavy commitment like an Ik- Ikitursa just on price point, but like, uh, uh imagine with with a with a Vedmac, you're getting into like a cult range, like you know, like I don't know. Say there's a battle cruiser battleship that you can kind of commit on, like a a Brudix or something. Like you could you could pump out so much damage. It's it's kind of cool, kind of nuts. But yeah, yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah, if you can close, you could hit a thousand DPS. So yeah. all right, well let's start wrapping it up. Um, one thing we want to mention is is Blood made a show poll just today. That's relevant to our discussion. So, we're going to review the the results of that show poll next episode. And that question is uh, which new, if hypothetical new cruiser, would you like to see next? And there's a list of four different faction, uh, hypothetical faction cruisers. So, yeah, join our Discord and uh, it'll be in the announcements uh, section and give it a vote. Or just ask someone in the Discord for a, a copy of the poll, or we'll put in the show notes. You can click on it there, too.
1: Yeah. Um, last thing I want to mention is uh, we we briefly mentioned that we started a Patreon, and uh, Pharaoh would never talk about this, so I'm, like, blindsiding him. But he paid for the Podbean hosting out a year ahead of time, just out of his own pocket. Um, and so that's, like, that's something we wanted to do anyway. We like the the con. We like creating content and stuff. But when it, we put up that Patreon, just to kind of see what people's interests were, and a few people have donated and and are supporting us on Patreon. So that's like a super super cool. Um, beyond that, we have one person who has donated. Um, is a VIP on Patreon, which is five dollars a month, um, and that's uh, binary, Seder. I think i said that right uh so just like we wanted to say hey that's a huge thanks um and we've been kind of like trying to figure out what what we can do within our discord for benefits there and, and kind of those kinds of things so um we are creating a lounge that will sync to patreon through discord um that will be kind of more accessibility in terms of um talking to guests of the podcast as we have them and um kind of going through there, it, it's this weird balancing act, right because we just we enjoy this content. we like kind of providing um content that we're not seeing in other places in other formats, um, uh, in other podcasts. And so um, whether it's this mix of more educational content or talking to really interesting people like I still think being able to talk with von Hol was super cool. It's a place that I, very different to me, being able to talk to CCP Rise and and stuff like that, talking with Chesser, um, even like as someone who I feel like I've had a, a good long run in Eve, and I I feel like I'm pretty experienced and have a good knowledge base. Anytime I talk to satonia I feel like I walk away learning so much about game mechanics. Uh, so that's like just part of it, and that's what part of that that Patreon donation is going toward. Um, and so by no means are we trying to like shill or, or say, hey, donate, like, we enjoy making the content, we're, we're still going to be here. But I wanted to shout that out, um, kind of bring that to light, uh, because Pharaoh would be too humble to say anything. So, uh, and again, thank you to um, Binary Seder for being a VIP Patreon. And hopefully, we will get some sort of rewards down the road that are, you know, more interesting and, and kind of um, can can bring more uh, highlight to that um, donation. So, yeah. Thank you. Hey, man.
0: Thanks. If there's like a few more of you guys, I can go buy myself a brand new Ford Ranger, pimping in style.
1: <laughs> Yo, dude, you, you're already rolling in that Twitch Prime money.
0: <laughs> uh... Uh, but for real, thank thanks a lot, dude. It is appreciated. And it's not even the dollar value. Uh, I just find it super cool to like make something that people feel is worth their hard-earned money, like that alone. Yeah. Like, the you know, that's a cool feeling. So, thank you so much. Uh, let's get into some some shout-outs and then let's uh let's color quits on this marathon. So, I want to give a shout-out to a corp that recently relaunched that was part of my uh, like what got me hooked and even that's noir academy um, so noir academy is a training corp that i was a student in and then i was an instructor in teaching people how to manual po- manually pilot and teaching them about ships much like we talked about today and they've relaunched recently uh, shortly after noir itself had relaunched and they're doing kind of intakes cyclical based training so their next cycle is going to be au time zone based so if you're in the au or or asian time zone um, give Noir Academy a shout. You could contact uh, Andy Astronaut, who's in our Discord. He he's with Noir, or Alexei of Card is the most prolific Noir pilot ever. Shout out, Alex. Taught me everything I know. Um, so yeah, give them a, a shout. And Or if you're a little more experienced and you uh, you know a little bit about PvP and you want to try the Merc Life, just give Noir a shout because they're a super nice, chill, small gang group. Um, yeah, shout out to you guys.
1: My shout-out is going to be to John Dries, who, if you don't know, he's a really cool content creator. He's with Honorable Third Party, which, Feral, you flew with them for a while, right?
0: I did. Being on comms with John Dries is like candy for your earlobes.
1: Yeah, his voice is great. But like what I describe John Drees' videos as is kind of what I would consider premium edited content he he! not only is showing you eve content but he's telling a story he's formatting it in a way that's a really easy to understand um and so like go and watch any of his videos and you'll you'll kind of see what i mean but he just put up a an episode that's kind of focused around newer players um it was from feedback that he got from people and it's about finding a specialization um and so it's, it's really interesting i thought it fits really well within the theme of what we do and what we talk about um and down the road we're wanting we're going to be doing a, an alpha clone episode or like an alpha character episode and so that was something that came to my attention i saw this video and i was like this is super good so we'll link that video but uh any of jandri's content super great and, and he uploads uh you know every few months but he he puts a lot of effort into the editing and the storytelling um in in a great way and and whether it's instructional content or uh entertainment content he's just a really good content creator so I I wanted to give him a shout out
0: excellent and one video I wanted to highlight titled I am speed by a youtuber by the name of Asaltar uh he's Flying a solo slicer and that's dope. Uh, solo beam slicer, uh, super fun, cheap ship to fly. Like if you're, it's a very uh, like skill dependent ship. You will learn lessons flying a yeah. slicer. But uh, yeah, you want to go fast, you want to fucking die hard. Fly a slicer, boy.
1: It's the same Cheser fit from a long time ago. It's AB killer made videos with very similar fit. It's super good. It's like flying a razor's edge you fuck up you're gonna die eh, period like <laughs> but it's that's how i learned how to kite in general was flying slicers on an undock with one of my corp mates and like atrons tra- chasing me down like just 20 in a row like uh that was actually Finteru. He he was like all right i'm gonna teach you how to how to kind of manage a slingshot and like you know, I, I'd I'd get 70k away, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna come try to grab you, and you got to try and kill me um, before I scram you." You know, it, it's just this whole process. But um, the slicer, dude, it's it's still a classic, it's still good, it's still viable, and it's a great way to learn um, kiting and frigates.
0: Just stay the fuck away from ramjags. That's that's uh... yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Anything T2 Mimnitar, not gonna be a good day. Ah, Actually, sabers.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sabers, yeah. Well, all right, guys. Just remember, it's not the size of your gang.
1: It's how you use it.